0: Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within.
1: Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. I got a great guest, Mr. Ted Rice. Ted is an absolute stud. He has worked with the likes of celebrities, billionaires, multimillionaires, athletes, entrepreneurs, you name it, peak performers. When it comes to being a top achiever, um, we find a way to sacrifice whatever is necessary to achieve the goal and the outcome that we want. And Sometimes that is at the expense of our own health, our own mental, our own physical, our own emotional wellness. And Sean has been somebody, one who's got an amazing story of overcoming trauma and tragedy, uh, but really someone who knows so much and has worked with some of the best and researched with some of the best and studied some of the best and interviewed some of the best wellness experts on the planet. And today you're going to get a taste of really a very large scope and breadth. I asked a ton of questions on all the things that me, myself, selfishly, was curious on around how to really optimize our physical, spiritual, and of course mental wellness to go out there and crush it in business, you know, be a better leader, be a more present, purposeful human being in the areas of your life that matter to you. Uh, to go out there and ultimately unlock new levels of performance that you know you haven't unlocked before. And we covered a lot of different things from fasting and diets to wearable technology to uh, particular fitness and workout routines to how you can track some of the things that are important to you. If you're somebody that wants to get a baseline foundation of what some of the most important tests and measurements and panels are. We dug into it all. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. It's different from our normal entrepreneurial X's and O's. And this is more about, you know, you are the engine. What are we doing to keep the engine fine-tuned and putting in the engine and making sure that you are ultimately performing in a way that is going to get you across the finish line each and every day and serve you over the course of your journey? So with that being said, I can't wait for you guys to take uh, some great notes. Uh, Be sure to check out all of the notes at millionermindcast.com if you have any questions on the links or the resources that we mention, or you wanna reach out to uh, Ted after this particular episode, uh, be sure to check that out on the website. Um, But without any further ado, let's dig into today's episode with Mr. Ted Rice right after the quick, quick message from today's show sponsor. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get Well, I'm excited to welcome you to the show. Rice, how are we
0: doing, man? Doing great. Maddie, thanks so much for having me and uh, excited to help some hard-charging entrepreneurs get the health, be, become a millionaire with their health
1: and not just financially. Well, I know you have um you've worked with a lot of millionaires, like uh, Robert Downey Jr., Richard Branson, his wife, Ricky Martin. You know, the list goes on. You work with all types of hard-charging entrepreneurs and investors. Um, and I don't know about you, but one of my lead dominoes in life that sets me up for feeling good—not only physically, but I think more so emotionally and mentally—is that lead domino of of health and wellness for me. And so I know we're going to dig into a lot of that today. But for those that don't know, who the hell is this Ted Rice dude? You know where did uh, where did this journey start for you, brother?
0: Yeah. And when you say that, uh, you know, the name dropping and everything, it's uh, it it was such a good time. And someone may hear that and say, you know what? okay, so this guy, he's he's had this really amazing life the entire time. Ended up working with celebrities and now running his own business online and traveling the world. And yes, that's true. But uh, what the part that people don't see or don't realize right away when they first meet me is, you know, I dropped out of college after my brother was murdered. Um, my sister committed suicide. I have a lot of tragedies in my life um, that I've had to get through. And that's why I'm really passionate about not just talking about the strategies. You know, we can get into nutrition, we can get into exercise. I love that stuff. But one of the things, like what you said, Um, there's this focus and and weight loss is important. Getting, you know, seeing your abs for the first time, if that's something you're into, I'm into that too. But it's just kind of like the money. You can see a lot of zeros in the bank account, but if you don't feel good, the money doesn't matter. And you can see that your abs in the mirror. And if you don't feel good, it's not going to matter. So what I became really passionate about was not just helping people, make body transformations that's what our coaching program is about but also on the side of like how do we make a lifestyle that puts you in that state in that peak state as much as possible at least we all have our ups and downs but as as often as possible what are the
1: steps that we can put ourselves in that peak state no matter what we're going through yeah and i think um you kind of glossed over it and we can spend as much time or as little time as you want on it. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, everybody experiences in some context and capacity, you know, tragedy and and trauma in their life. And some people allow it to make them bitter and, you know, play the victim and others use that as a stepping stone or a launching pad to, you know, being better and, you know, going out and making a difference, making an impact, living their best life, how did you respond to some of those really challenging seasons of your life early on?
0: Yeah. Um, when my brother was murdered, I was 19. So the answer to that question is a lot of marijuana and alcohol, right? That's the that's the answer. Um, and then finding out that didn't win and other things too. Whenever something so terrible happens and it became national news, there's a whole big story about it and how my parents helped, um, you know, change laws. They met with Bill Clinton and George W. Bush to help change some laws um, and, and did a lot of good work. Uh, And if if you want to read more about this story, you just Google my brother's name, Jimmy Rice, R-Y-C-E. And there's all types of information about him, uh, as well as a a center that's still running that helps find missing children. And the thing is, uh, when you go through a tragedy like that, And it doesn't necessarily, for someone listening right now, it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly what I went through. It could be a divorce. I've seen that destroy people or at least put them in a situation where they felt like they were destroyed. It could be the loss of uh, parents to cancer or a heart attack. And in those situations, the way I handled it is the way a lot of people handled it. They have unhealthy behaviors because really the stress just gets to you and when we're stressed we fall to the level of our habits we don't rise to the level of our expectations we you know we'd like to think that we're going to handle it amazingly well and some people definitely do if they've done the work uh probably a lot of your your listeners you know they have been through things and have overcome them as well but it comes back to you know, what were those habits that you established? And when I was 19, I didn't have very good habits. Um, And so that's, that's what happened. And I fell down into a hole and uh, I was able to pull myself out. I became a personal trainer by the time I was 22. I found my way into that business. Didn't even know you could be a personal trainer. It's not like they talked about that when I was studying, I was studying neuroscience in university. And it's not like it's like, hey, well you can go throw on a tank top, lift weights, get people in shape. That pays pretty good actually 75 bucks an hour, you know, which was a lot of money for me at that time. and uh, so so yeah, they didn't talk about it, but I found myself there serendip- serendipitously and uh, and from there I kind of realized that health is the foundation. Um, you know, so I learned about it afterwards. I learned that I felt terrible, and there was a whole trial, it was so crazy. This story, but uh, I felt terrible, and I wasn't sure what I needed to do to feel better. And alcohol helps, but then you get a hangover the next day, marijuana helps, but then you come down and you feel the anxiety creep back in, and uh, eating sugary things help, but again. After the the post the the food coma wears off, you're back to where you started. And what I noticed about exercise and taking care of my body was that it actually lasted. It actually changed who I was as a person. I became different as a, a result of challenging myself in the gym and then helping others uh, get in shape as well. So, I mean, that's kind of that's the spark. To all this serendipitously finding myself in personal training and then after figuring out that health what is the foundation for everything
1: else so in terms of the i think entrepreneur who is always hustling and generally right telling uh, uh, ourselves the the story and the narrative and justifying kind of sacrificing a lot of the stuff we say we're doing what we're doing for in the first place, right? To have more time, have more freedom, have more health, have more time with our kids, more impact. Um, Those things, it's almost like we get addicted to this game of hustle and, you know, uh, sucked into the tornado of what that looks like. And then a lot of things get sacrificed in the process. So to start, what are some of the most unhealthy, you know, entrepreneurial and business building health habits that you see in a lot of people that you get to either one work with or two, just in general, that are in the space? Yeah, and I think your, I, I, I think your audience is going to
0: resonate with this. And the number one is know your numbers, right? Know your numbers. What, one thing that I. That so amazes me when I talk to, and and I'm, you know, I've learned, I've had to learn business the hard way. I'm really a coach at heart who's had to learn business. And so I appreciate working with my clients. But what's so funny is like, hey, do you know your sales, the how many sales? Do you know how much you pay for advertising? They're like, oh yeah, I have that, or I could get the the CFO to print out a sheet or whatever it is, right? Or whatever the situation is, they know their numbers. And it's like, okay, cool. What about your body fat? What's your body fat percentage? What are What's the blood work? Where's your cholesterol level at? Where's your fasting glucose at? Your hemoglobin A1C at? How about your... And, and that's just like what you might get from a doctor. What about tracking your sleep? How well are you sleeping at night? How long does it take you to fall asleep? Out of the time that you're in bed, what percentage of time are you actually asleep instead of just laying there trying to i don't know deal with uh, how much coffee and alcohol you drink right for example or even if you don't drink coffee or drink alcohol um, sitting there stressed out how much time is that going on how how what is the efficiency of the sleep that you're having what's your resting heart rate is it in the 70s do you even know is it you know mine's in the 40s i track it every night and so why some of these are important is because you know your business is going in the wrong direction by looking at the numbers regardless of how you might feel oh man i feel great about that ad we put out we just redid the website okay great but look at the data are people clicking on it less because that's really what this is about right and certainly you want to enjoy how your website looks but. Really, it's about the experience for the customer, the, and, and that leads to sales. Money isn't everything, and sales aren't everything. But certainly, if you're going to do something like that, you want to get a result. It's how we measure the game. And certainly, that's how we measure health. We've got to get the metrics, So you've got to know your numbers and the numbers that are important to you. Maybe you're not overweight. Most people are, especially if you're American. Maybe it's more of a stress issue. Right, so knowing your blood pressure, knowing your resting heart rate, knowing how you're sleeping, those are going to be more important. So knowing your numbers and knowing which ones are important specifically to you is is probably the number one mistake because without that data, it's like how do you create a plan for someone? It's like, hey, um, for someone who's stressed out, like let's create a fat loss plan for you. It's like, well, I'm fifteen percent body fat, I could get down to ten, but um, that's not really the biggest point of leverage, mm. right. Versus someone who's overweight and they want to know, okay, what's the best superfood for energy? The best superfood is, uh, is, is get down to 15% body fat, right? That's, that's the superfood. That's the hack you're looking for. You're not looking, nothing that you're doing is really making a difference compared to what you would experience if you got down to say 15% body fat. And that's for men, of course, just to be clear.
1: Yeah. I love that. So, you know, managing first. It, it, it starts with the measurements, right? And and what are your kind of metrics? What are important? Cause then you can understand what levers you want to be pulling and making sure that if the pendulum swinging in the wrong direction, you can swing it back in the right direction. So if we were to say, cause this is the same thing, my mastermind group and I do a lot and I've got an accountability group, you know, it's been about six guys, um, we get together every Wednesday and you know we hold each other accountable to goal setting. We take trips together. We share tax returns. We go over wealth building stuff. One of our core pillars though, is, is health. And so it was a few years back that we started, you know, cause everybody's got different levels of, you know, goals when it comes to their health. I want to run a marathon. I don't care about that. I just want to be at this body fat percentage, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And I think it's a little bit different for everyone. So we just started saying, okay, well, we need to at least take, you know, blood panels and get a baseline of where are we all at and what is actually important for measuring. So from your perspective, if somebody's just starting out and they're saying, Hey, I want to know from a foundational perspective where I'm at, so I can figure out based on my goal and what I'm solving for, what I need to be doing going forward, what would be a good general place for someone to start?
0: Yeah. And I would totally say, get your body fat test. One thing that I've noticed with people, including entrepreneurs, including executives, all high-performing people is they may know their weight, but they don't know their body fat. And you're not gonna, you, ha- you have to go out of your way to get it. You want to go to a DEXA scan and get a DEXA scan. Um, and that's going to tell you not just your body fat, but your muscle mass. And here's the problem. You want to get that now because if you get it, if you had it before, it it actually, you should have got it 10 years ago, okay? That was the best time to get it. But now is the second best time, right? Because now we can see a trend. One of the things that happens is as we get older, we start to lose muscle. It's called sarcopenia. Happens to all of us if you've seen like... Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't look like he did when he was in his 30s or 40s. Even though he's training and he looks great, uh, Jack LaLanne's another one. I think he lived in, he died at like 93 or something. He looked very different every decade. You saw a little bit going away. So um, even though he was able to do some incredible feats, so knowing your body fat percentage, knowing your muscle mass, really important especially if you're, it, this is the first place to look, because if you're if you're over 20% body fat and you're a man, time to get to work. That's not being a millionaire with your health, right? That's like, you know, uh, I'm worried about the economy. I'm in a lot of debt. Uh, I spend too much money on, I, I bought a brand new car, but I have no investment properties, but Sure, is nice driving that BMW around and paying it. You know what I mean. So um, it's it's being like that, and you want it, I mean, and everyone listening to a show like yours, they want to achieve more, and certainly, and and more importantly, I think we all want the experience of life that we think doing all these things is going to give us, and it all starts with your health. So starting with that body fat and muscle
1: mass, that DEXA scan an in scan will work as well. In terms of blood panels, are there any particular panels that are more important than others? Or what are your thoughts on the whole blood panel testing? And, and I guess, what is the frequency of testing you recommend to kind of keep that rhythm of proximity to the stuff that is and should be important to people?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And I think, I think it depends on the person. But what I would tell you... So... As far as like blood testing, and I used to really geek out about this stuff. And certainly, should you get your hormonal tests and and know your... But I've really... I think it's important to know. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, here's what I found. The tests... And I will answer your question, but I just have to say this. Because people tend to geek out on the stuff that really doesn't kind of matter as much like oh i got to know my free testosterone versus my you know my uh uh you know total t- testosterone it's like you want your t-, t levels to go up get down to 15% body fat sleep 7 to 9 hours a night lift weights regularly without messing up your joints in the process do cardio to uh lower your resting heart rate and to improve your circulation, there's no need to mess around with a lot of these. Uh, it, it's good to to get some basics down, but I'm not into a lot of the blood panel stuff. What I really believe, it, and after having done gone through that and done that with clients before, it's like, it's just a way for people to get to kind of um, excite themselves and to get motivated to make some change versus getting any real data. It's kind of like, I don't know what the equivalent of it would be in business, but like, you know, it would be like, it's just not as important. What's important are the actions you're taking. And so to answer your question more specifically, make sure the biggest killers are what? It's heart disease. It's, um, you know, cancer. Cancer is kind of a different thing and not something I would be... You know, I'm not the expert on that. It's uh, a little bit more complicated. But as far as like heart attacks are concerned, as far as uh, as far as heart disease is concerned, what are we talking about? We're talking about your cholesterol level. Really controversial to say. I'm not sure. You know, we've never had a conversation about health and where you sit on things. Very controversial to say. But I've talked to enough people after interviewing 500 people and reading the research myself. Um, you know, it's something to pay attention to. Fasting glucose, something to pay attention to. Diabetes is not something that you want to deal with. That is that is uh, it, you never cure diabetes. You go into remission from it. Um, and so your fasting glucose and your hemoglobin a one c, those are really the big markers. Right. And when it comes to the other stuff, the hormone panels, I'm not sure if that's what you're alluding to. Um, but, but it really comes down more to the basics and more importantly, what you're actually doing instead of kind of geeking out on the, the, like some of the more esoteric, uh, blood panels, I would say.
1: Got it. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's always something new that people are getting excited about and marketing and putting up in a package and bow and selling it. Right. And so whether it's test replacement therapy and it's great thing for men, you know, whether it's a certain diet, like vegan, vegetarian, all meat, you know, keto, whatever it is, it always seems like there's always something new. Right. And as I continue to peel back the layers of the onion in terms of health and wellness, it always seems to come back to some very simple things that, Many times we just overcomplicate and we look for the magic bullet or pill, but it's not something that ultimately for most people is foundational or sustainable long-term, right? And so what I'm hearing you say is, you know, kind of making things a little bit more simple, but are there any particular diets or intermittent fasting or you know things that you really subscribe to that you think are great or are bullshit you know i'm i'm open to any and all dialogue and narrative i love hearing different perspectives so i'm just curious on your thoughts around some of those yeah
0: sure i mean as far as diets i don't i don't do diets i'm never on a diet i'm never off a diet but i can see my abs for years right and what i would tell you is that's like saying, hey, should I should I invest in whole life policies? Or what about this commercial real estate deal? Or man, crypto is like crazy. It's got to be the future. And it's kind of like asking about all those things. And what I would tell you is all things, just like investment opportunities, all, all of them can work and all of them can't work, right? Um, they, they might fall apart on you so i'm really about the principles like most things it comes back to that and i want to say this too i'm i am really excited about new breakthroughs and things that might be kind of cutting edge but the problem is this i don't see people handling the basics and then asking those questions and that's that's why i kind of take the position mm. so as far as like you know, bullshit is concerned or, you know, things that I don't believe in, intermittent fasting works. If you take in less energy than you burn. So does keto. You don't do, I mean, what are some things that you have heard that you
1: are curious about specifically intermittent fasting and keto? Yeah, I mean, I've I've done both because um, I, I like to biohack. I like to try things and just see how my body responds to them, how my mind responds to them. You know, overall energy. Um, so I like to play around with different things and you know see how that one mentally or emotionally impacts me, physically it impacts me. Um, keto was 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 rough. Um, you know that that was tough. Why? One. Um, it was. I, I got really bored. So mentally for me, it was mm. the same things over and over again. I felt very restricted in certain areas um, that I just didn't, fat kid at heart, man. I, I work out so I can go out and eat good. You food. Too. I'm like 80% of the week I'm dialed in, but you get me on my 20%, man, I'm going dark and I'm having a good time. Um, So I, you know, there, there was that kind of you know, still, I think deep rooted, you know, bad habit, right. For me that I was just getting a little bit bored and, and it was getting a little monotonous for me, um, on the, uh, intermittent fasting thing. That's something that I do relatively consistently where I just, you know, have some coffee in the morning. I don't usually eat until noon. Um, you know, and it's usually a lighter lunch in noon and then I'll have a good, you know, healthy portion size dinner, you know, after my workout. Um, you know, around six, and then I don't eat until the next day around noon, and that works. It, would, it actually works for me. I used to be like, a, "I have to have breakfast." Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the best meal of the day. Like, what are you talking about? To now, going, my body's fine. I don't get hunger pains. You know, I'm not. It's not something that bothers me, and I do feel that energy and clarity throughout the morning time. Um, but I'm just curious on on your thoughts and some of the things that you've seen on on some of those sides. Yeah, sure. And I'm I'm like what you might call it a,
0: a diet agnostic, right? So I have people, most of the people who come into my program come in because they've tried stick, uh, strict diets and they weren't able to stick with it. Like yeah, keto right. is an example. And one of the reasons why keto and intermittent fasting are typically promoted together is because fat, man, is so easy to overeat fat. One of the, probably the biggest issue I see with my clients they're overeating fat, mm. and what I say by that, I'm not saying that fat is bad. Just to be clear, I'm saying if you eat too much energy, it's going to go around your waist if you're not burning it off, right? right? And so, um, so what I do is I, you know, I have them track their numbers is what I have them do, and they learn very quickly. Oh, I thought I was eating more of this, but I'm actually eating more of that. And I'll just, I'll just tell you what I have people do is number one, when someone comes in, it's like, we we do an assessment. We have them get a body fat test. We have them weigh in. And then we ask them questions about what they want to do, right? What works for them? Because the secret is this, it's not keto. It's not paleo. It's not low fat. It's not high fat, right? It's It's like, what is sustainable? And if you're listening to this right now, and if you're doing something, you're like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm doing the keto and intermittent fasting. And I had a client, Jeff, he was doing intermittent fasting, keto and CrossFit. That's not a recommendation. Look, that's like hats off to you. That's super hard. But it's not what I would recommend for someone to do. And he was very, he was obese, by the way. He wasn't overweight. He was obese. Another classification beyond being just overweight, right? And so what we did is we, We said, do you want to do keto? He's like, no, I just thought it was the way to do it because I had to be in ketosis because the more fat you eat, the more fat you burn, right? It's like, no, you can eat very low fat and high carbs. And there's a lot of ways to do this. And so what we did was we put him, we had him, we went through the process of having him figure out what works for him. That's why coaching's so important so powerful because I could just say, you know, someone could just tell you, "Well, we'll go buy some crypto." How could you not be in it? And then you invest in Luna, and then you know, lose your. I, I know I don't know that much about crypto, so I'm just kind of this isn't the right. But I know people who've lost a lot of money in in crypto because they chose the wrong one, and I don't even know how you choose the right one. I would get a coach to help me do that, Maddie. That's what I would do. Yeah. I actually do have. Uh, my business coach helps me with investments as well because he is good at it. Um, so that's what we help people do. We help people figure out that process, what works for them. And the things are, we. so we focus on the the principles, more calories in than out, and then you're going to put on body fat, no matter if it's low fat, high fat, low carb, paleo. If it's what the Eskimos aid, 200 years ago, based on archeological data, it doesn't matter. Right. And so what we do is we help people dial that in and we help people with workout routines. So another mistake to go back to something that you were asking me about earlier is people crush themselves in the gym because they think they can out-train their diet. But in 30 minutes of running, just to use one example, you burn in between 280 to 500 and something calories, depending on your body size. One slice of pizza is 280 hundred eighty-ish calories, 300 calories. So how many slices can you eat in 30 minutes? I don't know about you, but I'm on my, yeah, exactly. My 20%, I'm having more than one slice. You know what I mean? (laughs) So so we we help people with like, what's the right exercise program? And some people, I had some, uh, I was on a call yesterday with a consultant and she was saying my workouts aren't working for me. I'm putting on weight and I feel like I'm killing myself with these high intensity routines. I like high intensity interval training. I think it has to be put in appropriately. It's not just like hey this is hard let me go do it. But um yeah, and so what we're going to do with her is we're going to we're, we're going to put her on a more sustainable workout approach because you don't need to be you, you burn far less energy with exercise and you think it's really about building muscle, having that as the foundation. One thing I tell people, it's like muscle is like your net worth, except the only thing is your net worth can keep growing and growing and growing like Warren Buffett style, mm-hmm. right? He's going to be gone and he's going to leave a lot behind, but muscle, it'll get to the point without, you know, we'll see what the the future holds with scientific breakthroughs, and right. but we're going to lose that muscle, right? We're going to all be more like Jack Lalane at 90 with uh, uh, barring some breakthrough, some scientific breakthrough. So that's like kind of your net worth when it comes to your health. It's the thing that if you do get cancer, that's going to help you survive. If you get COVID, of course, you know, don't want to open that can of worms. But if you get very sick with something, I know, right? But if you get very sick with something, no matter what it is, you've got to be able to survive it. When I had COVID, I lost weight because I was not hungry, right? Yeah. And so, if you lose muscle, it's like losing your net, your health
1: net worth, if you will. Makes sense. You talked about the tracking piece, right? What, what's a simple? Like, I think a lot of people they're like, "Oh, it's too much time. This is a pain in my ass," right? It's the same thing when people don't do their P and Ls and they don't update their balance sheet. They don't update their personal financial statement. It's like, well, no shit, like you you have to have a level of financial fitness, just like you do in personal fitness in terms of your tracking. So what is a good way that you can get people to buy in and wrap their head around what discipline is necessary from a tracking standpoint?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's like anything, right? When you're breaking down a habit that you're trying to create, you have to do it step by step. You don't just say, hey, um, go out. Uh, and at at a buffet, and you know, just track all the food there. Like I was in I was in Thailand, and I was tracking at the time. And I went to this the butcher's garden in Phuket, Thailand, and they had all these Thai desserts. I mean, I can't even you know how do you even find a name for that, right? So that's I mean, I did it because I've been doing it for a while. But you don't that's not what you do. So what I would tell you is this: number one, you don't have to track. It's just the highest level of of, of being on top of your nutrition, because just like, you know, what's coming in and out of your business, right? You can kind of get an idea, but if you know exactly that's going to put you in a much different position, but you can't just get there. You've got to do it step-by-step. So number one, learn how to build your plate. That's what we teach in my free challenge actually is how to build your plate. And then once we graduate people into, um, into our coaching program, we do it step by step. So the most important thing I would say, just track your protein. Just track your protein. Protein's very special out of the macronutrients. I don't know what circles you run in exactly, but everybody's arguing about carbs and fat. Fat, no, fat, fat, it's great, no, carbs. Yeah, so it's like, why are not we talking about protein? Because protein, if you are losing Weight, let's say, protein helps make sure that the weight that you're losing is coming from muscle. Uh, Sorry, that's the wrong thing. Coming from fat, not muscle, right? Protein and fat don't do that. Protein also helps you with your appetite. It helps you release the hormone, or or, I'm sorry, suppresses the hormone ghrelin. That's the hunger hormone. If you ever felt, we've all had our our, our tummies grumble, ghrelin is the hormone that makes that happen. Well, protein has a suppressing effect on that. And probably, um, you know, something that's that's not as, it sounds sexier than it actually is, but it costs more energy to break down protein. It has what's called a higher thermic effect of feeding. So for a normal meal, because nothing's free, right? Right, there's no, someone pays off college debt, and the, someone paid for that it's not that oh it's just paid off and the money disappeared someone yeah. paid for that well someone has to pay for like di- we have to pay for digestion so when we when we chew that's muscular action in in our jaw muscles we swallow it down our esophagus we uh, secrete digestive enzymes and that and then you know goes through our body we absorb it in the product. we absorb nutrients in the process that's an energy intensive process and about 10% of your average meal gets burnt up in the process so of digestion but when we up the protein it helps bump that up to 15 20% or very high protein meals or or percentage wise uh, the protein dominant meals can burn up to 20 to 30% of the calories just in digestion. So track your protein and don't get too crazy. Even if if you're listening right now, and if you are into tracking, you want to give it a try, just track your protein.
1: Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me, in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group, are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey so if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least fifty thousand dollars in the next year with commercial real estate investing then this is your moment these spaces are going to fill up fast and trust me this is the one and only time to be a founding member which comes with some pretty special benefits so head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now again that's my first 50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon.
0: If you want to take it a step further, track your protein and try to stay on total uh, stay on top of your total
1: uh, uh, calories. And is so there those are some things. Particular app or or software or website that you like to use or or suggest? yeah, my fitness pal. Now other people
0: will tell you, no, no, chronometer is better. It gives you the breakdown of all the nutrients so you can really see how healthy you are. It's like, guys, unless we come up with the thing like, oh, I'm going to eat this, this pomegranate and we scan it and it does some assessment of the nutrient uh, density of the food, we're, we're just guesstimating.
1: Yeah. yeah, You know, so well, I've used not my in the past and it's been great. I mean, it's simple, it's it's easy. If you go on the Pro, right, it's got you know the additional stuff if you need. Do it. the Pro, yeah, Pro's and were premium, um, but that that made it so easy. I mean, literally, I could build my Chipotle bowl. And once you get in a rhythm, right, of like sometimes you eat the same things throughout the week. It's just boom, that meal, boom, that meal. So you can make it really kind of plug and play, which I like on on that front. And speaking of tracking you know, with the technology that's out there nowadays, um, you know, I'm just a big believer in awareness, you know, I'm not perfect, but when I'm at least made aware of when I'm not doing what I want to be doing or, you know, doing the activities or habits that I think I should be doing to get the results I want, I can at least, you know, have an opportunity to course correct. And so, you know, with things like I got my whoop on, I, I live and die by this thing. I saw you've got your aura ring on. Um, and so a little bit about the wearable technology and, and how that can empower the hard-charging entrepreneur, the business owner, with the sleep and the food and the fitness levels, and, and knowing your body on a deeper level. Yeah.
0: And I find it look, I've lived in uh Asia for two years in, in Thailand and Bali. And what I what I noticed when I went there is that I was really out of touch with. My body, about the aches and pains, about so many things. And I find that high performers in general, and especially Americans, by the way, like right now I'm in Brazil. Uh, I was just in Portugal recently. Americans, there I saw a great meme saying European vacation is if you call... And get the the answering machine or the voice message, right? It says, hey, I'm going to be away camping for the next several months. Um, I'll get back to you when I get a chance. But the one for Americans, it was, listen, I'll be out of the office for two hours because I'm having surgery on my kidney, but I can be reached on my cell phone at any time. Right. And we're we in American culture, we get so dialed in and it's what's made us successful. I don't want to I don't want to say it's not a good thing. It's a strength. But all strengths have a dark side to them, a weakness to them. And the weakness that I'd say we have is we have this disconnect from our body. We start to feel tired. Oh, no, I got to get this done. I've got to get these numbers in. I've got to make this happen. And that's a strength. But if we do that all the time, if we disconnect all the time, that's a habit, a habit of disconnection. And so, you know, the heart palpitations, I've got an auditor client who I've been working with. She stays up all night long. She had like AFib, uh, atrial fibrillation. Um, And it's like she just pushed through it in the past, right? And it's like you have to start to—I feel that people who are in that place— What the wearable technology can do is it can start to reconnect you with what you're feeling. So instead of just ignoring, the the engine light comes on on your car, right? And you just, you know, put a little piece of electrical tape over that sucker. You know, I don't need to see that right now. I'm trying to get somewhere. So it's kind of like it it lets you know. If you see like the Oura Ring, for example. (laughs) If I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm full energy right now, and I look at the time and it's like 3.30 in the morning, I know that it's probably my stress levels that are waking me up, not that I've slept enough. So it can train us to say, okay, well, and, and there's some issues with wearable technology i I teach my clients how to use the Oura ring you can't just listen to everything it says um but when you're using it properly it can reconnect you with how you're feeling and it can give you data that lets you know how you're doing right so that's the way i look at it
1: yeah i love my i mean it's funny, you know. I'll, I'll go on a stretch of just being in the zone, and you know, my recovery is great. My heart rate variability is strong. Uh, my, you know, my strain levels are are optimal. And then I'll, you know, I'll go out and I'll have like, you know, two beers, or I'll go and you know, drink a, a glass, a couple glasses of wine, and my recovery and certain things. And it just, it just has made me so much more aware of, you know. Leading actions and and lagging results, and and now I can play that game at a much higher level and pick and choose if and when I'm going to do certain things. And so I really love that um that that side of things in terms of you know the supplements and meditation and other things that you know we're seeing a lot of people talking about you know for optimal performance. You know, I guess ultimately, what are what are some of the things that you really subscribe to for the elite, elite, you know, high level performers, wealth builders, business owners, individuals that you know maybe are already in, let's say, good or optimal shape, but are really trying to take things to maybe a new level and and maximize. Or or is that a is that a fallacy? Yeah, it's a great question. I always think there's growth.
0: But sometimes, I mean, if someone's in elite cardiovascular shape, if they have a certain level of physical strength because they're working out with weights, I think you got to look at other areas of your life. And if here's something, you know, you ask me like, what's something that, you know, people don't hear enough of? Okay, here's something for you. We know that health in part, like some of the longevity studies show that The relationships that you have are just as important, and now this data may change over time, but are just as important as like the exercise thing and the weight thing, right? We don't realize that we take a very biological approach to health. I want to hear about the tactic, the supplements, the diet, the exercise. But in reality, there's a a biological side to health. There's a psychological side to health because you can be, what about the person who's running marathons or doing triathlons and they're driving their body into the ground and they're kind of depressed and the reason why they're hitting the road for so many hours on the bike and, and the pain, you know, running and in, in the water is because they're running away from problems, right? I've got clients that I've worked with like that. And uh, then there's a social side to things. Right. And so we know that it's these, this trio that is so important. And certainly if you're you, you want to keep looking for breakthroughs and and things that you can do physically to to help with yourself biologically, right? Zone two cardio is an example of that. So not necessarily high intensity, but making sure that you're putting in Putting in the hours to uh, to build the mitochondria and the cardiovascular network uh, that comes from doing zone two cardio, which is doing that that you know around the seventy percent, sixty to seventy percent of your heart rate max, mm-hmm. and doing that um, you know for a few hours a week for six months, um, that's something that can take you to the next level. Um, you know, another. Just I know people love the hacks. Another thing that I think is uh, kind of a a bit of a breakthrough, at least on the biological side, is isometric training. One thing that happens with people that train hard is they're like, oh, i got to do these high intensity interval training or I've got to lift big weights with uh, maybe Olympic lifts or deadlifts or squats. All that's great. And if your body is handling it and you feel good and, and your pain levels are low, fantastic. However, if you're starting to feel like I did, where your joints are starting to get achy, focusing on isometrics or adding in isometrics, it's a little hard to explain on how to do it exactly. It's something I teach my clients. Um, but uh, some people might think of like, here, I can give you something to do here. Um go into the gym get the smith machine and set it up so that it's just that's it's enough so that let's say you crawl underneath the bar and make sure you put a little bit of weight on it crawl underneath the bar and and get into a push-up position and have the bar right across say your across your back across your shoulder area and then start to push into that Start to do it slow, don't be aggressive, but then start pushing harder and harder and get to the point where you put, you're put you pushing as hard as you can and try to keep that up for a minute. That's an example. And you can start to do leg exercises. And what happens is we know that the the lifting of an exercise to use a bicep uh, curl as an example, that's the concentric phase, and the eccentric phase is when you lower it. And if you're a little bit savvy on exercise physiology, you know that the the eccentric portion it's where you're stronger, it's where you should emphasize to build more muscle and strength. But what we've learned is that isometric strength needs to be trained specifically, and where people usually start learning that is in rehab when they're injured Um, and so it's something that you could do to start to develop that isometric strength to avoid injury because it's another one of those things it's like you know um it's not your age that's the problem it's that these habits that you've had for 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 years doing these exercises that are taxing on your joints start to wear down the tissue creates too much inflammation, not enough recovery. You start to get arthritic changes in the cartilage or degeneration of the tendon. And so those are the things that come back to bite you when you think you're going to be lifting weights when you're 80 years old. Mm -hmm. Another thing I would tell you is uh, if if you're over 40, have 20 grams of collagen protein before you lift, about an hour before you lift. There's research showing that um, from, oh gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. I've had him on my, Keith Barr, B-A-A-R. He's worked with, uh, these guys, they work with elite athletes. I have a lot of them on my show. And he's done some research showing when you have an injured athlete and you give them about 15 grams of uh, collagen, I just tell people to take 20 because it's two scoops instead of trying to do a scoop and a half and try to, or measuring it out. But uh, uh, if you have around 15 grams of collagen protein, it can help restore some of the connective tissue. So your muscles, if you tear them, they got a big blood supply, they recover quickly. You tear a tendon, you tear cartilage, you tear a ligament. It gets the nutrition from movement. But how do you move a joint that hurts because, you know what I mean, you start to run into problems there. Mm. And so having that collagen protein, collagen also is one third glycine. We have this, um, this, yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I eat New York's ribeyes and sirloins. I'm not like, let me have the unusual part of the cow because I want to eat like my ancestors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what we know, yeah, I don't know. You know. Some people are like that. If you, if you're on TikTok, the liver king, I don't know oh, what man. people
1: are into, right? <laughs> He is wild. My dude is a freak of nature. He is a beast. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not consuming any liver uh, as a part of my regular diet. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and and so like the you know, we'll we'll leave him aside. But what we know is like in the past we used to eat nose to tail, and that gave us a very different nutrient profile in, in our diet. And you know, if you're not into eating liver, I'm not um just it's i just don't like it you know uh having collagen protein it has more glycine and that may then help with longevity we're not sure yet but there's some signs um there there's some some evidence suggesting that it might be i I can share one more thing if you'd like please what i okay and do this especially if you're suffering from aches and pains one thing that i've run into with clients is they'll have some aches and pains right and we'll, we'll try exercises and other things and i unfortunately i have a lot of injuries i got a brown belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu did a lot of competitions um didn't tap enough when i was you know when i was in my late 20s and training hard and um so So I know a lot about how to help people with injuries. And sometimes it doesn't work though, right? And because there's a problem with just a body is too inflamed. And so one thing I love to do with people is if uh, there's something called Prolon, and that's from uh, Walter Longo. It's a bit controversial. He's written a book on longevity and, and made some cases for different things. And low protein is one of the things he, um, you know, promotes in there, which I disagree with uh, based on my own experiences and talking to other experts. But one thing that I think is really amazing is that he has, he's got some research on this five day, I think it's a five day fast. I haven't done it in a while, but a five day fast, where he gives you, uh, instead of just doing a water fast, he gives you the right nutrients to have, and what they found is, um, and, and making sure you're eating enough calories. It's called a fasting mimicking diet because the reality with fasting, I know you do intermittent fasting, probably the sixteen eight, right, every day. So, so that's different. We're talking about if you're trying to do multi-day fasting, there's no need to actually eat zero calories. There's no need for that. You can get the benefits just by calorie reduction, but how do you do it? It's kind of tough on your own. So he makes it really easy and make sure that you're getting the nutrients and what he's found from research. And this is what I have some of my clients do. If you're suffering from gut health issues, if you're suffering from joint pain, do this for, um, you know, follow the protocol. And what we find is that just people's inflammation, their their C-reactive protein drops. And so, and, and more importantly than a test result on a lab is that people feel better. It's like, oh, my achy joints are feeling a lot better. And now you can go train and get the muscles stronger and the joints not getting irritated.
1: I love that. I think there's so many great lessons that you've shared in today's episode that really just allow people to be optimized for performing at a high level, not just in business and their bank account, but more importantly, just feeling good and optimized. What I, I call it weaponized, you know, feeling when you feel dangerous and you know, disciplined in all the areas of your life. There's a level of mental, physical, spiritual, you know, emotional alignment that just makes you a really weaponized human being. And, then, and that's, you know, obviously the goal for not just being successful in business, but, you know, in, uh, in all gardens of life. So Ted brother, I just want to thank you, man. You are a wealth of knowledge. And I know a lot of people are going to want to know more. They probably might have some follow-up questions for you. They may want to check out your show. What is the best place for them to check out your content and connect with you?
0: Yeah, uh you can go to my my website, of course, legendary I'm active on if you want to reach out to me and have a conversation, Twitter at TED underscore R-Y-C-E, Ted Rice, Ted underscore rice. And uh if you want to like see a masterclass where I know I'm, I'm like all over the place. It's my style, you know, unless we're talking about, you know, the five-step process to, to achieve something. But if you want a a bit more structure of some of the things that I've talked about, go to my masterclass at legendarylightpodcast.com slash free and you, and, and check out our free masterclass.
1: And that gives you a breakdown of some of the philosophies that we talked about today. Beautiful. Well, we'll be sure to link up all of that in the show notes, guys, MillionaireMindcast.com on Ted Rice's episode. Ted, it's been a pleasure, brother. Thanks so much. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So If you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth-building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back, and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info and how you can connect with us live in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.